1: The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, the good news is I survived it. Yes, now I know the thrill that lion tamers get when they stick their head in the lion's mouth. I did that figuratively yesterday at the Columbus Metropolitan Club's luncheon on House Bill 616. I will not give it an incorrect name, although it certainly had an incorrect name on the program for the event and throughout the event by opponents of House Bill 616. We're going to talk about it today at the start of the Thursday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show because, number one, I really, really, really appreciate your prayers yesterday. I felt that I was uh, supported by people who I had reached out to personally, who I know for prayer, some of my friends from church, some of my uh, best friends, some people I know through leadership training, and some I know through this show, including some of my Patriot Switch friends. And so really, really appreciate you guys praying for me. I felt your strength. Did I get to say everything I wanted to say? No, probably shouldn't have said some of the things I wanted to say. And so God was looking out for me, and I felt like the number one accomplishment that I could reach yesterday was to stay measured, to not get angry, not get uh, shrill. And if people didn't like me because of what I said, okay. But if I got them to tune out because of how I said it, then I would have failed. And so I don't think that uh, in the feedback that I've gotten – Uh, I made that mistake, and so I'm very grateful because I am not a person predisposed to being calm, and particularly on issues where I deem uh, instruction in kindergarten, first, second, and third grade a threat to our kids. And I do think House Bill 616 is designed to prevent threats to our kids. I do not think they are cognitively capable of understanding nor needing to hear anything about sexual identity or, uh, you know gender ideology or anything like that at the ages of, what, six, seven, eight, and 9? To me, that is ridiculous. I tried to make that point to the audience. I saw some people nodding their head, and mm, I never thought of it that way. So we're going to get into it. Uh, I was not surprised at the tone and tenor of the luncheon. Let me say that I thought the people who are in charge of the luncheon from the Columbus Metropolitan Club, the president, Jane Scott, Doug Buchanan, Jr., who's their communications director, I thought extremely professional, Uh, so that's where I would leave that. The crowd, I didn't expect the crowd would be with myself or Troy McIntosh from CCV. It wasn't, but we had some people there who were definitely nodding their heads and appreciative of what we said and how we said it, and so that was nice to see. But I just think the best way to get you into the discussion and to to acquaint you with what was said is to just play snippets of it from the very beginning and like if you had any doubt, okay, so first of all, so I go in and I sit down at lunch, and they had us uh, all at the same table, all the panelists, Denzel Portius from Stonewall Union, Scott Demarro from the Ohio Education Association, the Teachers Union, uh, Maria Bruno from Equality Ohio, which is, you know, super woke, LGBTQ plus uh, pro-equality act for Ohio and all this stuff, and then Troy McIntosh from Center for Christian Virtue and myself. And they didn't have Troy and I sitting together, they had me between... Denzel Portius and Anna Staver. Now, Denzel Portius, really nice guy. Really nice guy. Polite man. I invited him on the show anytime. I thought he was eloquent. I thought he was heartfelt. We don't agree. We don't agree. But courteous and uh, very civil, nice guy. Hmm. Icy. Icy reception from Anna Staver of the Dispatch, which is fine. It's fine. Not a big fan of hers. Don't think she's an honest broker. No, her paper is not an honest broker. And you'll hear evidence of that in some of the audio that I play uh, for you of what transpired yesterday. Never spoke a word to me. I never spoke a word to her either. She was engaged in conversation. Didn't want to interrupt her. But it was just like, okay, it's game on. And it certainly was game on. From her very first comment at the podium, I could tell, hmm, I wasn't wrong. Not going to be friendly fire today, Bruce. Here's how it started, with Anna Staver of the Dispatch, as moderator, decidedly not moderate on this issue.
2: Since its introduction in April, the legislation has stirred up controversy, and I know a lot of people, including the people up here on this panel, have strong feelings.
1: Since its introduction in April, the legislation has stirred up controversy. Has it now? Has the legislation done anything but sit there as a bill... On people's desks at the State House. Who, pray tell, might be the purveyor of the controversy that it has stirred up? Is House Bill 616 like the only bill in the Ohio State House? Why, no, it is not. It is one of dozens of proposed bills in the Ohio State House. The controversy has been stirred up by Anna Staver and her colleagues at the Columbus Dispatch. Oh, and the Akron Beacon Journal and Cincinnati Inquirer, as she scolded me later that she's not really a dispatch employee because she works for some conglomerate where they all share violence. OK, duly noted. So we get into the meat of it, and Anna Staver begins with this question to Troy McIntosh of the Center for Christian Virtue and Troy's answer.
2: My first question is for Troy. So and it's got a little bit of a setup. So please bear with me. So I'm hoping you can define what sexual orientation and gender identity mean in the context of this bill, because I will freely admit to being a little confused myself.
1: Ah, she's confused. Anna Staver, educated woman, professional woman, smart woman, mom of two. She's confused what's meant by gender identity in the bill. Is she confused? No, she's not confused. She's playing the old leftist liberal progressive language trick. I'm going to parse words. I'm going to act like I don't know what you mean when everybody in the room fully well knows that House Bill 616 is about keeping teachers via curriculum, instructional materials, not via conversations, just via textbooks and the like, from talking to kids in kindergarten, first, second and third grade about matters involving gender and sexual identity. She knows exactly what the bill says. She's playing dumb because she's trying to trip up Troy McIntosh. Thankfully, Troy handled it better than I would have. He abided her attempt to obfuscate and handled it very well as she finishes her question.
2: So here's what kind of trips me up. So my daughters, they're seven and five for context. They both are in a huge Disney princess phase and many of those movies sort of feature romantic relationships. My assumption was that would mean those movies deal with sexual orientation because the characters fall in love, kiss, get married. Is that correct or am I not understanding how this word is being used in the bill?
0: Yeah, I mean, that is a question that I would say I would defer to the sponsors of the bill on. I don't necessarily uh, attempt to to speak for Representative Schmidt or Leuchek on that. But I think common sense tells us I think we can all come to some agreement on what those words mean. Uh, and that would be that the state ought not to be engaged in the process of providing instruction on or suggesting to children particularly those in K through eight, children eight and under, issues regarded to their sexual identity. Do they identify as boy or girl?
1: So he handled that better than I would have, because I would have said to Anna Staver, well, well, how do you know that your girls are daughters? Uh, how do you discern that they're daughters? But, you know, I'd try to play their own little sen- semantic games. Like I said, I can be snarky in these situations, but I held I held my tongue And then it was the turn to talk of Emily Bruno of Equality Ohio, her response to Troy McIntosh's answer.
3: So I kind of find both of the argument that this is about staying neutral and about parents' uh, rights pretty interesting because I think as far as we can tell, this is very much taking a political position by by banning the general conversation topics that might disagree with folks' uh, personal views. And you know, we don't always like what our teachers you know, say every time in the classroom. I don't ex- anticipate that you as parents have always appreciated uh, everything that comes out of your teacher's mouth. But the point is that this is very much government overreach. It's attempting to police what teachers say within their classrooms. And it polices that using very vague terminology that could be weaponized however they see fit.
1: Okay, so you know by now I've been chomping at the bit, up went my hand, and I finally got my opportunity to respond. Yeah, so Ms. Bruno's comment is indicative of the way you're being programmed on this issue. She mentioned the word conversations. The bill specifically says curriculum and instruction materials. It makes no ban at all on conversations. But this is indicative of the alarmist rhetoric that you've been hearing about House Bill 616 that they'll be marginalized, they'll be driven into the closet, they won't be able to talk about their relationships at home. This is just simply not true. And I can give you ample examples of that, which certainly would not fall within my time constraints now. But I would just tell you that anything that people tell you about what teachers can discuss with students and a student asks a question is not covered in the bill and is not part of the bill. Well, if there was ever any doubt about where I stood, now everybody in the room knew. I was going to be that guy. Yes, indeed. I was going to be the conservative sand in the oyster. And I don't mind doing that. Uh, One of the benefits, I guess, of having this position is that the labels and insults that people throw at me don't really impact me very much. Sure, I'd like to be liked, but there's one person's approval that I'm seeking, and it is my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And my goal going into that room yesterday was to not do anything to disgrace him with my tone or the things that I said. I can get very, very passionate and do get very passionate and very animated when I perceive threats to children, particularly when they're in violation of God's moral law. You can be the judge of how well I did with that as The Bruce Willis Show continues. I appreciate you joining the Bruce Hooley Show very, very much. Yesterday, the show was on tape, and the reason for that, I attended the Columbus Metropolitan Club luncheon discussing House Bill 616, which would outlaw teachers in Ohio being able to teach from textbooks or instructional materials, class-approved books, handouts, things like that. Any topics in gender ideology, sexual orientation, and also divisive concepts, which would be defined as intersectionality, which is groups, you're advantaged, you're oppressed, you're an oppressor, critical race theory, and the like. It was a spirited discussion. Myself, Troy McIntosh of Center for Christian Virtue represented proponents of the generalities of the bill. Look, the bill's not written perfectly, and I said during the luncheon yesterday that I think is a huge mistake For the two sponsors of the bill, uh, Leuchik and Schmidt, to hide and have hid ever since the beginning, if you're going to sponsor something, hey, get out there and advocate for it. But they have not done that. I think that's a mistake. It's about the only thing I agreed on with the other panelists who represented the anti-side of House Bill 616, Maria Bruno, Equality Ohio, Denzel Porteous of Stonewall Union and uh, also Scott Demorrow, Ohio Education Association. I would throw Anna Staver Columbus Dispatch moderator in there too. She's clearly on the side of the anti House Bill 616 side. Scott Demorrow, the uh, gentleman who is the head of the Teachers Union, OEA, has been on this show. I've invited I invited him afterward yesterday on the show again. I hope he takes me up on it. I want to have competing voices on the show. He gave his objection to House Bill 616 in the beginning and why he thinks it is justifiable to call it the don't say gay bill. Even though, as I've pointed out, the bill does not use the word gay and it is not fair to those who wrote the bill to call it by what opponents call it, because that's just not how we do things. You would certainly never do that to the other side, but it's fine for them to do it to us. Anyway, here's Scott Demaro, Ohio Education Association. I think
0: the way the language of the bill is written Uh, It is very deliberately vague, uh, and there will be all kinds of opportunities to have this kind of debate. Unfortunately, I think this is a litigator's dream come true, uh, because you can expect that there are going to be all kinds of lawsuits uh, over-interpreting what actually constitutes curriculum versus a conversation that comes up in the course of, uh, of a lesson. But what is unmistakable about this legislation, it is that it is intended to instill fear. And by instilling fear in educators and instilling fear in students, we're closing down important conversations that need to happen in our schools.
1: All right. I obviously disagree with Mr. Demarro on that. Uh, I actually believe it is his side the anti-House Bill 616 side that is trying to conjure up fear. I mean, come on, the headlines in the dispatch since this came out. And I refer to this in the open forum of yesterday's luncheon about the number of stories that have been written. It's comical that the dispatch has been waging this war on House Bill 616. And Scott Demaro's own organization has done nothing but ratchet up the rhetoric around this. Uh, Denzel Porteus wrote an opinion column for the dispatch saying that House Bill 616 is aimed at erasing him from his daughter's mind. The goal of this bill is not to establish fear any more than putting a guardrail on the side of a mountain highway is meant to inspire fear. Oh, holy cow, there's a guardrail there. If I go over the guardrail, I might wreck my car and I might die. Yeah, but the guardrail is there to keep you safe, to keep you within an area where you're not going to harm yourself or do harm to someone else. And that's why... A key phrase in House Bill 616 is age appropriate. It doesn't say you can't have conversations. It doesn't say that you can't ever talk about gender ideology and stuff like that. It just says you can't do it when kids are in kindergarten, first, second, and third grade. Guardrails. We're just establishing guardrails for the good of everyone. Okay, so next we got into the name of the bill, or rather I say the nickname of the bill, So here's Anna Staver's question to Maria Bruno of Equality Ohio.
2: Okay, so my next question is for Maria. Uh, Opponents of this bill and a similar one in Florida have nicknamed the legislation Don't Say Gay, even though the words gay, lesbian, transgender don't appear in the legal language. So I wanted to ask you if you could explain how the bill's got this nickname and why you think it is or isn't appropriate.
3: Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, So. The reason that we call it Don't Say Gay, Don't Mention Race is because that will be the impact of this bill. Um, There will be teachers that don't get close to the line because they're not sure where the line is because, as we've mentioned, the language is very vague and could be weaponized. We're already seeing it be weaponized. We've seen plays get canceled because a character is alluded to being gay. We've seen teachers get reprimanded for asking someone's pronouns. This is already happening.
1: She gave no examples of that, of course, but I didn't need any. I already had my opening, and hopefully I took advantage of it. I think there's a very simple reason why it's labeled the Don't Say Gay Bill is because that inspires outrage among everyone. It would inspire outrage on my end. There's no reason why you should preclude language. I'm about a free exchange of ideas. And it's very interesting to me that Ms. Bruno's organization, Mr. Porteous's organization, asks us to be respectful of their pronouns. If I were to refer to Leah Thomas, the swimmer from Penn, who is a biological male, transgender woman, if I were to refer to Leah Thomas as he, I would be hateful. If I were to refer to Leah Thomas as Will Thomas, I would be deadnaming him. But the courtesy of calling people by what they ask to be called, what they feel inside is required of us. But we are told time after time after time in Anna's publication and in others that opponents call it the don't-say-gay bill. So it's okay for us to call it the don't-say-gay bill because opponents call it the don't-say-gay bill. I would be very upset if anyone called Mr. Porteous by a name that opponents often call people who are members of Stonewall Union. I would be very upset if someone referred to people by a name that is not the name they choose because they would be dead-naming them. But that courtesy is not given to those of us who are advocates of House Bill 616 Headlines repeatedly in the dispatch say, don't say gay, don't say gay, don't say gay, because it's meant to inspire your outrage. It's intentional on the part of all the agencies that use that labeling. So I've spoken in front of a lot of groups in my time, and you can tell when you connect by nodding heads. But in a room like this, where there aren't going to be many people who agree with you, you can also tell by the fact that there aren't people shaking their head. They don't have anything to say. And I felt like that point is so apparent to demonstrate the double standard on the left. We are cuddled into cooperation with names and genders. And it's always what we prefer, what we prefer, what we prefer. How dare you get it wrong? How dare you say it? If you say it wrong, you're hateful. When you think about it, it's really a great arrangement for the left. They get to make the rules for them and they get to make the rules for us. Heads I win, tails you lose. Yeah, not anymore